Tracy with Finding Your Freestyle, and here we are at the end of 2019. I told myself, Trace, if you can get a video out before 2019, that's good enough for me because to be honest, my traveling schedule and some serious creativity burnout was really a big theme for me personally in December, and that just really got in the way of content creation. And uh, maybe some of these things will be stuff that we'll talk about in this video, but here is your end of year movement energy reading. It will also kind of look forward into the new year. So this is an intuitive reading for our collective. For those of you who are drawn to watch this, not everything is gonna land, of course, but you may find if you return to these themes or return to this video, stuff may start to pop up in future. And so you can always return back to this video or the other months previous that I've done um, if you find this kind of content interesting or useful for you. So come along, let's get started. I'm gonna talk about the first thing that is coming up big for this time and moving forward into 2020. The first thing I wanna talk about as a theme for moving forward into this new year is clarity. As I was talking to students in this previous month that I've worked with, there's this sense that this year is merging right into 2020, which is sometimes a little bit different than other end of decade, start a new decade times. There's something really interesting about this merge quality between 2019 and 2020. I don't know if you've noticed, but it's kind of like we're rolling right in. It doesn't feel like a lot is shifting, but one of the things that you might notice is that like new year energies were already starting to hit us this month and even last month. And one of the things that's really coming up is this idea of just increased clarity. Of course that has light and it has shadow, so let's talk about it. Increased clarity may come in the form of just having heightened perception. It may come in the form of just knowing what intuitively is right for you or not right for you. And also when you're perceiving others, things like reading authenticity, reading truth, reading higher potential, reading choice making is really, really easy than it has been as of late. So you may be noticing a greater inner fluency, transparency, and with that can come discomfort because a lot of the way that we operate, not only in movement but in life, is a little bit of a mixture between awareness of ourselves and a lack of awareness. Right? A lot of what we do operates from an unconscious or subconscious place. So as you are able to dig into that soil and gain greater access to clear thinking, clear decision-making, clear awareness, you might find that either it feels really, really good or not so good and can, be really, can really get in the way of you just being a productive person. So some tools to really help are of course meditation and I would also say card reading and journaling. So things that really bring you to an anchored place so that you can decipher and sift through all the information that you're getting. And don't be surprised if the information that you're getting is very clear and very concise. Um, I found in my own journaling process that I land on a singular word that encompasses a much greater concept or a much greater situation, but I'm really able to refine and to um, anchor into the deeper truth that's underneath any situation or feeling or whatever. 
and I'm glad that clarity is coming up into January because this is a good time to set intentions. You know, intentions are not goals, they're not resolutions. It's just a way for you to be really clear about desires and forward momentum. And it doesn't mean that that can't change, but the idea of taking action by just declaring what it is that you may want based on the way that you feel can be really valuable to help you make productive choices and to create momentum moving forward. So use the clarity. Don't be surprised if it's a little bit uncomfortable and maybe increase meditation, writing, reflecting in your practice, not over processing, but just a little bit of that every day to keep you utilizing these energies. The next thing I want to talk about that piggybacks a little bit on this idea of clarity is this other idea of the multitudes of you. And so moving into this new decade, I feel that we're really gonna be stepping into a greater and larger sense of ourselves, not in a sense of ego, but in a sense of just becoming aware that we are more than one thing, that we're more than a few things, not only in our personality aspects, but also our gifts, our talents, our preferences, um, and our attitudes about life, our styles of movement, all of these things, you're going to be noticing more and more of the layer cake that exists as you, and it'll be very healthy and um, fruitful to really honor and start to more deeply understand the multiple aspects that are you, and you can really use your moving practice because movement is a language to help you not only validate these different multitudes, uh, but also give them a voice and also help yourself understand them better. And there's a lot of peace that can come from compassion and empathy about how many moving components there are to you as a singular person. And so a practical way this might come up is in your movement practice, you might find that you really wanna expand expand what it is that you practice, expand how you express yourself. And the idea of funneling yourself and bottlenecking, bottlenecking yourself into a singular style or a singular way of expressing yourself could be a little bit more frustrating than it has before. And so how can you honor the fact that you have multitudes within you and that those might change and come in cycles some parts of you may need more attention, some parts of you may need less attention, and with that comes a constant sense of movement. It becomes a little bit harder to be consistent with deliverables. So just being aware of that, you are not a singular, even though you have one name and you might have one brand, that's gonna really start to become more. People are gonna start to, you know, and you might already feel this way, but it's really gonna start to show up, I think, in social media, um, this idea that like, shit, I'm not one thing, I'm many things, and what chooses to show up that day, I can also be with that thing. I don't have to suppress certain aspects or certain preferences um, or certain parts of me in order to deliver a brand, but I can bring those things and integrate them. The next thing that's coming up kind of bounces off this idea of clarity. Now with increased clarity comes a lot of abundant information. So if you're getting a lot of abundant information from your day, from your work, from your head, from your body, um, there's gonna be a need 
to keep things for yourself. So I'm gonna feel like really speaking to teachers and those that share content, there is going to be an increased need for you to keep some things to yourself, whether it's a time where you go into a space to move or train, whether it's a narrative that you're landing on in your head or an emotion that you're landing on. And there's going to be some, it's going to be healthy for you to filter what really needs to be shared with those in your life, those in your greater community, and what really can stay with you because there's this constant movement going on. So having greater patience and having greater a, a greater container to be able to hold experiences and hold things for yourself. Not everything has to get sent out. Not every thought has to be shared um, because there's just gonna be this faster movement through things. So think about in your own practice and think about in your daily life when you're sending your energy outward and does everything need to go outward or can some of those things pass through you and stay with you and then ground through you without having to involve other people and other energies. So something else that's gonna come up a lot, I think in 2020 is just this popping up of more and more teachers. Um, and I use that in air quotes because I want to talk to people who are, you know, aspirational teachers who are um, currently teaching or have taught. And I think in the past and even in the present, there's this altruism, there's this sense of I know this information and I want to share and help others and fix others and I have the secret and you know what I'm saying here. But this is a little bit of a problematic narrative because essentially you're not acknowledging that there's an exchange. It's not just an exchange of you are extending out your expertise and then someone is consuming and receiving and being helped by that. You are also receiving, you are also being helped, you are also a student in that exchange. And the beauty I think of what is so attractive about teaching is this learning process and this path of transformation and alchemy that happens when you step into that role. But I think we all need to take a little slice of humble pie and realize that none of us would really have a teaching role if a student didn't show up with openness and curiosity, if they weren't ready to receive you. And we should be really thankful for that and we should really <laughs> see the exchange that is happening and see the part of you that is learning always in that exchange. And so there's a, a greater equality between those two roles. And we're gonna really be seeing that more and more and more, I think in the future as information is passing through us quicker, um, we're able to attain skills very, very quickly. We're able to attain um, information more easily. And so this popping up of virtual classrooms and online classrooms and teachers everywhere, um, we just have to be really real with ourselves of what that exchange is. And becoming a teacher doesn't elevate you in status. You, you may, of course, becoming a teacher may make you feel like you're elevating in status, but you're actually just stepping into a different kind of exchange. And on that note, because teachers need to know stuff, knowing 
can be an extremely confident space that becomes very stagnant and stuck. If you are in a knowing energy, you're not taking in anything new, you're not moving through into new potential, and you're not opening up to this idea that you don't know everything, which nobody does, no matter how masterful you are at your craft, the process of learning and growing and expanding is, ooh, low battery, is forever, and, you know, until your life ends or until you stop engaging in practice. And so if you find that you really get stuck in knowing because maybe you don't think you'll be given your role, if you don't know, maybe you won't feel valuable. If you don't know, maybe you won't be able to um, have a place in a community if you don't know. Knowing is really important, but understand that when you embrace and open up to the fact that even though you're sharing information, there's a learning that's happening, it's gonna be a much healthier place. It's gonna be less imbalanced. And I think that the student-teacher relationship will be vastly improved when we get out of this um, pedestaling that happens, I think, when people step into teacher roles. So, you know, this comes up in my own life as a teacher. Um, I've been into different steps, I felt, of mastery of certain things, but I still have so much to learn, and I still am so appreciative and valuable of the spaces of which I get to facilitate in, because I learn so much. And on that note, I should add, the spaces that you're creating are the spaces that you need. So a lot of times teachers, facilitators, they open up these spaces, they open up these experiences and these opportunities, and they feel that it is for the other person. But ultimately, we are also creating these spaces for ourselves. So notice your habits and what you are creating and recognize that you are meeting an extreme need that you have for yourself whether that's to be useful or valuable or some other reason. Um, but I think that just greater awareness that this is going on, greater awareness that you are in a role, but you're not in an elevated state, and that we're all exchanging, distributing, receiving, consuming energy and information and content and thought, and it's just always going in and out and in and out, and we're just in this great wheelhouse contributing and receiving. And that's going to get more and more and more abundant as information expands, as population expands, as people stepping into their power, stepping into their passions expands. There's gonna be a lot of energy exchange going on and we really need to be real about what is actually happening and what it is we are giving and what it is we're receiving. Um, and the more we know that, the more that we can be aware of, you know, what our resources are and how we're using our resources um, and how we can just be better at what we do um, and to see it a little bit deeper. So that's my long-winded um, mention about like the teacher-student dynamic moving forward. So some practical tips I have for you this month is Definitely see if you can combine your movement practice with a little intention setting, whether you use it you know, as you are moving or whether you're writing and moving and finding some sort of creative combination. It can be really useful to integrate that kind of clear vision with the body in motion. I think the body in motion, the body 
embodied and in use, combining that with you know, mental activity, creative visioning, I think there's a lot of power in that. And I think there's a missed opportunity that we are in head spaces, in static body positions, and then we're in body movement with a shut off head. And I think there's just going to be a greater, you know, as time goes on, greater integration from top down and down to top. You know what I mean, top to bottom, bottom to top. Um, and we need to continue to more deeply integrate our moving energies and our other like inner processes, whether it is our mental processes, our nervous system, um, they're all interconnected and we're learning every day how deeply integrated all that stuff is. And it's I, it makes me really happy to know that movement practice is getting such a heightened state of awareness, whereas before it was this totally separate thing that you were carving out a little hour in your day, I think, you know, we're learning that we need to involve motion and movement in more part of our daily life. Uh, I saw a post about a chair that would allow you to kind of sit cross-legged and we're seeing all these tools now that are, are bringing, you know, creativity and movement into office spaces and even in my own life. I find myself just craving like walking outside to like an insane degree lately. And if the weather is halfway passable, I just feel this urge to be in motion. And um, we're gonna need that. We're gonna need that moving forward. So how can you move more in your daily life? How can you get creative about how you're using your body? Because you are a body. I mean, what whatever your beliefs are about where your core self is, where your aliveness is, temporarily in this lifetime, you inhabit this body and it's really important for vitality, energy, life, health to be in it, be present inside of it as much as you can. And um, yeah, so how can you move more in 2020? And if you've already gotten to a place where you feel that's happening really well, keep going keep going and keep sharing with others what insights you're finding about how to engage your body in your daily life. And with that said, I just want to extend some sincere gratitude for you, uh, for your involvement in any capacity with Finding Your Freestyle. Um, this little business has been around for a few years now and I love to see how it's evolving and how it's evolving me in my own life. So. You having a role in that is really, really valuable to me and um, I hope I can serve you sometime in 2020, whether it's virtually online, whether it's free content on social media or whether it's in a live event. Um, I will be so happy to, to exchange energy with you. So thank you so much. Happy New Year, happy end of a decade, happy 2020, sending you lots of love. Bye.